We are and always will be a nation of immigrants. This is my country, my damn country. Give me my country, you can keep the rest. Old men and women yearning for freedom and opportunity who leave their homelands and come to a new country to start their lives over. We were strangers once too. My country, my damn country. Give me my country. Hello, 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 aliens and allies. Your friendly Russian is here. This is We the Aliens podcast. I am your host, Sasha Kapustina. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you had a very merry and safe Christmas. The New Year's is upon us. <laughs> like many of you, at the end of the year, I'm in a bit of a contemplative mood and I'm looking at this passing year and reflecting on the events. And it's a crazy year and... It's a rather unique situation when you can confidently say that for all the seven and a half billion of us, the main event of the year is the same, although the way it affected us is different. I count myself among the very fortunate ones so far. Besides being unemployed, I'm, I'm all right. And so for me personally, besides the main event, launching this podcast was the biggest event of the year. It took me two years of preparation and doubt, and finally I got it up in July. And so this episode is a little recap of the year on the show. It's been amazing to meet so many great people and stay in touch with them throughout this year. My very first guest, episodes one and two, was Francis Scholl, a French-American business consultant and author. On the podcast, We talked about his book called Squirkle, which I love the concept of. It's kind of somewhere between business and self-help. And the idea is to combine so-called men's thinking and women's thinking. The square that represents the reason and logic and the circle that represents intuition and connectedness to body and nature. Together, Squirkle. It's called Squirkle, a new way to think for a new world. So don't think from your head, feel your way through and use thinking. If your body is your best friend, is your treasure chest for possibilities mm -hmm. and creative solution, we'll learn how to honor it and work with it. And in doing that, we'll learn how to engage with nature from a place of respect because we will have respected nature in us, which is our body. So that's the philosophy, the simple philosophy of what Squirkle stands for. The book came out in the summer and became a bestseller, like a real Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble bestseller. I'm so happy for Francis and his team. Kinga Phillips was also one of my early guests, episodes seven and eight. She's featured in the Samuel L. Jackson's miniseries called Enslaved. The show talks about the worldwide slave trade, and here's a little snippet from the show trailer. I've always been intrigued by the Atlantic slave trade. There are very few stories about what happened to the people on their way over and what happened to the people who didn't survive. We thought it was worth telling that story. We think, from our estimation, 12 million Africans were trafficked. More than 2 million died en route. 
The unique angle that the enslaved takes is through going directly to the sites of shipwrecks that are still buried underwater hundreds of years later and taking a look at physical evidence. My guest Kinga was part of the team of divers who explored those sites. The show premiered on Epics in September and is now set to broadcast all over the world in more than 100 territories. Another guest of With the Aliens podcast, Inbal Lesner, is a producer of another docu-series. This one is about the Nexium cult. Our series follows India Oxenberg, who's the daughter of Catherine Oxenberg, whom you may remember from the TV show Dynasty. Oh. And her journey as a 19-year-old, she was seduced, lured in to take this self-help program. She thought it would help with her business skills. Our series follows her journey from that initial class as she becomes indoctrinated, then enslaved and exposed. So those are the four titles of our episodes following her journey in, of seven years inside the cult. I've done projects about difficult topics and sexual assault, But this was like on a whole nother level. Like it's one thing to tell the story of somebody who was raped, knew she was raped and fighting to keep her rapist behind bars. And um, which was the story of Brave Miss World. Here there was a person who was sexually assaulted and didn't even know she was sexually assaulted because she was so you know, brainwashed and under undue influence that she couldn't even understand what was happening to her. It's called Seduced. Actually, the full title is Seduced Inside the Nexium Cult. And it premiered on Stars in October, right after another docuseries called The Vow ran on HBO. Huffington Post included the show in its best of 2020 list with these words. You know a docuseries is great when you devour it immediately on the heels of watching another nine-part docuseries on the same topic. I say, boom. Che Guerrero was my guest on episode 10. He's a stand-up comedian who is in college pursuing his dream of becoming a human rights lawyer and is now working as a nursing assistant. He actually released a new comedy album in the middle of pandemic. My girlfriend, she, she's white. She's white, because you know, keep your enemies close. I wrote that joke before the pandemic. I want to see how it worked after the pandemic and everything. We're talking about race for the next 10 minutes. Buckle up, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend, she's white, and I'm very proud of her. She, she, uh, she finally, finally condemned white supremacy. Yeah. Very proud of her. Very good. Very good. Uh, by that, I mean she stopped talking to her parents. Very proud of her. Really. Yeah, she's amazing, because like, she actually she doesn't have any white privilege. None. Because 80% of her body is covered in tattoos, and she has giant gauges in her ears. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And what I noticed being with her is that uh, in this country, there are two things that conservatives don't trust, and that's people of color and white people who ruin the original hardware. They don't like that shit <laughs> at all. They're like, man, we gave you a Maserati and you ruined it. Oh, you fucking dumbass. Seriously, oh, I see it. Every time her and I walk into a department store and we split up, For those employees, it becomes like a real Sophie's choice on who to follow. They're just so confused. They're like, oh, the immigrant or the opioid epidemic? I don't know. All right. Sandra Zanella, who was my guest on episode 14, is actually relocating to Dubai with her husband and two kids. And her children's yoga book is about to be released. 
Another guest, psychotherapist Sarah Stanizai, she was a guest on episode 24, has also achieved a major milestone. 2020 was definitely a stressful year for a lot of people, and a lot of people were seeking therapy. Because of that, we were able to grow our team, create jobs for four more therapists, and we were help, able to help even more clients. Because of this growth in our business, we have also now been able to offer full health and dental, medical and dental benefits for our staff, which was really important to me. We ran the first round of our Afghan American Women's Circle at the end of the year, and it was a huge success, so much so that we're actually offering two groups in the new year for Afghan American women. And I'll be running my workshop uh, centered around overcoming imposter syndrome, specifically for first gens and children of immigrants. So keep an eye out for that. It's definitely been a stressful year, but we're so glad that our team is even stronger now and more people than ever are seeking out therapy. And we've been able to help so many people, even if they don't end up working with us, we've been able to connect people with the mental health services that they need. Horacio Marquinez, who was my guest on episode 18, has been continuing work on his multimedia project, 2020 Americans, collecting beautiful, beautiful black and white portraits and nuanced stories, assembling a portrait of America 2020. I will be posting a few photos this week, and you can find a link to the project's Instagram page in the show notes, as well as links to all the other guests' social media and websites. How has your sense of what it means to be American evolved I, I I always I always knew that it's just sort of like an in, an in the making but now I know that it's in the making it's just like nothing else it's, it's just in the making it keeps it keeps processing it's, it's, it's just questioning itself and that is the beauty of this country it's just not set it's not it's just it's inventing itself as it goes by the minute and it's just keep reshaping and reinventing and refighting and 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 all the forces all that all that the forces are doing is reshaping the same nation the same so it, that i do not believe that what the liberals say oh this is going to be the end of the of democracy blah 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 oh come on that uh, is the only time that i just roll my eyes because that is just a total slogan from the from from my leftist people you know from my liberals all oh, the end of democracy da, 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 da. no it is actually democracy in its best and i'm telling you we fall in love with every person that we i mean we see we talk a lot of people we let the camera roll with people to talk but when we actually sit one one for every person that we can I just love them and respect them and and care for them because they're just willing to sit with me and tell me how they see the world. And that is beautiful. What I'm discovering is just like, you are, just, you are constructing America your way as it goes. And that is like, my, America is just in the making day by day, last of the day. So um, it's it's... And, and it's just in the making from every possible angle. And and I think that it's just part of a, being a teenager 
where your body is just stretching and it hurts and your your stretch marks become in your on your back and everything just started so quickly so early there's no time for evolving now the sudden the hormones that are coming up and uh, and they just reacting to hormones and you know it's just guess <clears throat> i think europe and the rest of the world that is so much older and so much experience and so much like beat up <clears throat> are seeing this is just this is so new it's really new it's exciting to see all these great things happening although i know that for many the year has been tough charlie antion one of the most beloved salsa DJs in Los Angeles, who was my guest on episodes five and six, has been continuing salsa parties, but only on Facebook while the nightclubs remain closed. Hector Herrera, an actor and dialect coach, my guest on episode 12, has been waiting for the industry to reopen. It's been very slow. I have been auditioning still for a beer campaign. Um, at the beginning of the year, I recorded two commercials for them. But because this campaign claimed to be the quote-unquote original social media network, end of quote. Of course, the campaign didn't fly, and then COVID came around, and everything was shut down. So people could not congregate, and the campaign was nullified. But lately, they've been auditioning more again with a different twist. So now there's a, uh, a hero, a Hispanic hero of the campaign. So I'm hoping to get some of that going as soon as things open up more and more. On the side of TV and film, and my work as actors, voice coach, and dialogue coach for their directors. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that Coyote, uh, the show from Paramount uh, slash Sony Studios, opens up somehow streaming, and that at the same time, coming next year, we can continue with season number two, and that I'm invited. <laughs> Daniel Zaharevich, my guest on episode 11, has been watching the unrest unfolding in his home country of Belarus. I am here. Um, I can't help with anything but money and just moral support. So I do my part of that. In reality, the police brutality reached the level of um, terrorism. Um, I can't call it anything but terrorism. People people lose their mind. It's just impossible to live in a place where you can't go on outside without the fear of being detained. Another part of it, people just people get huge fines for just being on the street, for just mm-hmm. walking down. You can be uh, looking as a you could be young and it's a reason for them to put you in a bus and bring you to jail just because if you're young you, you're probably against the regime which is true but at the same time people who are really passive in their political opinion uh you know could just go outside to get some groceries and be detained my mom um was on the street every sunday for for weekly protest and every monday she started going at some point on mondays for um a march of retirees except that she stopped going there because um covid is just too scary and you know we all understand that it's just risking too much and it's absolutely an unnecessary risk. You know, we need our protesters to be there, to be healthy, not to be, you know, in hospitals and also try to stay out of jail. It's it's what you got to do. Yeah. So my mom would tell me these stories about police taking, detaining women uh, that are 81 years old or something like that, 82 years old, bringing them to, to police station, writing them a fine and scaring them with sentence of 15 days or so so and these women are you know veterans of labor of soviet union the greatest nation of this world you know they've been 
working for this government for so long, all their lives. Yeah. Now they have this minimal pension and you still can have simple decency and humanity out of the same, you know, out of their kids, basically. And that's what wow. really strikes me, that there is no limits to this um, it is absolute insanity there. Well, that's a really a crazy thing, like that. What people did there, like marching retirees. That tells you how how deep is the dissatisfaction with with what's going on. Because usually it's the young people who are unhappy. But then, if it is the older generation, who are generally more conservative, more like, "Hey, take it easy. It all will take time." You know, like. The usual thing, which is the wise thing, but when when they come out and say enough, that tells you something. That's exactly my point. The people who go, you know, people who have nothing to lose are sitting at home. And people who have a lot to lose, people who are risking their lives, literally, they're on the streets. It's a weird holiday season. And I know many, myself included, are not exactly in the holiday mood. And here's what I have to say about this. Whatever's going on in life, the pain, the frustration, the anger, the fear, don't punish yourself for feeling those instead of the holiday cheer. Don't beat yourself up for not getting ahead this year. It's hard enough. Don't judge yourself and don't force the joy. It's okay to take time. And at the same time, if you are among the lucky ones who succeeded in these difficult times, don't burden yourself with survivor's guilt. Share what you can with those you love. Cheer up someone who is struggling. I don't know. Pay for the Netflix or something. Someone actually did that for me. And you know what? It's nice. <laughs> I want to wrap up with this piece of advice from Sarah Stanizai, the therapist that we heard from a moment ago. She talks about the importance of reaching out. I can tell you from my personal experience that you guys reaching out to share how you feel and what you think about the interviews and how you connect with my guest stories means the world to me. In terms of just like overall well-being and emotional wellness, I feel like in general, people really need to be supportive of each other and actually listen to each other. It doesn't take much to really let people know that you're thinking of them, especially if someone's uh, demeanor or their communication changes for someone who usually reaches out, um, but you haven't heard from them for a while, or if they isolate, if your friend is like very depressed and they're kind of like, kind of withdrawn, it's okay to just message them and say like, Hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm going to keep inviting you to things. You don't have to come to them, but I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. People want to feel included, even if they're feeling isolated, like they still want to be included. People are not going to be upset. Like they're not going to say, oh, you're texting me too much. People want to know that you're thinking of them and care about them. So if you have people in your life who their attitude or behavior has changed recently, like it doesn't take much to send them a message, send them a video message, text them, reach out to them and just try to make that connection with them. Um, even if they don't take you up on it, it's okay to keep asking. That's it for today. I'm beyond grateful to all the guests and all the listeners who have joined me this year. Thank you so, so much for all your time and support and constructive feedback. Happy New Year. And may the new year bring new happiness, as we say in Russia. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're here to stay. We'll find our way. Have a great week. Stay safe. Love you all. Peace. Country, you can keep the rest. This is my country, my damn country, and it don't mean a thing.